When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast. Cactus League action is underway, and our CHGO Cubs spring training coverage is presented by Blue Moon. Made brighter, get Blue Moon delivered, and see delivery options by visiting bluemoon.com slash CHGO. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. The Cubs are undefeated in 2024. An 8-1 win over the White Sox in the first game. And we are going four corners on this one, tavern style, if you will, chopping it up into squares. Luke Stuckmeyer, Kevin Wells down in the corner, Ryan Herrera and Cody Del Mendo basking in the sun of beautiful Mesa, Arizona. They were there. They lived the experience. They're, uh, by the way, staying at incredible hotel accommodations. CHO Spring Training, Spring Training Hotel Accommodations are provided by our friends at Gila River Resort and Casino Viquiva. It's the place for Chicago baseball fans to stay when visiting the Phoenix area. So if you're planning to head out and watch some of these Cactus League games, or if you're traveling to the desert throughout the year, call 1-800-946-4452 or visit playgila.com. That's G-I-L-A.com. All right. From the hotel last night to the game today, Cody has been a vibe. Look at him. The man's got his tank top on. He's got his Shady Rays going. How much fun did you have at your first ever Cactus League game, Cody? Uh, man, all I can say is if you've never been out to Cubs spring training in Mesa, Arizona, you got to do it at least once. Um, I'm not saying that because our bosses sent me here. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying it because if I had paid the money, it would be totally worth the the money. Uh I was hanging out at the Club 400 uh, tailgate before the game. Um, it's just like a bunch of other tents next to them. Everyone just like hanging out. Um, I met a lot of people who listen to our show. Um, super nice people. And then on top of that, I mean, just the game itself, the the ballpark for spring training, like Sloan Park is a beautiful park, man. I was sitting on the lawn. I met some, I met, I forgot his name. I, I, and I feel really bad for forgetting his name, considering he sat next to me on the lawn for like three and a half innings. Uh, but uh, he does another Cubs podcast. And, uh, you know, we chopped it up about the Cubs and just um, he listened to our show, too. And, um, you yeah, know, it was just cool to meet other people out here that are, you know, diehards. Because people I think people who go to spring training are diehards unless they're people who already live here in Arizona um, checking out you know, prospects, checking out the current guys. Um, and on top of it, the weather's beautiful. Uh, sorry to, to everyone back home who might be experiencing. Oh, yeah, you did, a, you did a beer bet, by the way. I, I'm just going to assume it was Blue Moon, and we'll leave it absolutely, at that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All I've drank today is Blue Moon. I, that's all I've drank today. Uh, yeah. But now, before you do the beer bet, Cody, before you do the Blue Bat, do you, do you squeeze an orange? Do you, do you take a bite of orange before you beer bet chug a Blue Moon? Oh, we definitely, you know, like kind of squeezed the orange and then threw it in there. It's at the bottom. Yeah. That's why you don't see in that picture. I had to take the picture myself. I just wanted the the American flag in there because that 
that is vibes. I mean, that picture alone, if you're on YouTube, I mean, that just describes today in general. Um, it was a beautiful day at the park. Uh, a lot of people on the lawn. Um, it wasn't too hot or anything. And for, at the beginning of the game, there was some clouds. And then the, the sun ended up coming out later, like within like, a, you know, the first or second inning. But yeah, I mean, it was a great vibe at the park today, whether you are high on the team or not just to see baseball back. Uh, Morrell hitting that home run um, in his first at bat. Um, As a fan of of baseball, as as a fan of watching dudes hit homers, it was one of those like, man, I missed that moment. So uh, yeah, overall, like for my first experience here at Sloan Park, uh, I can't say enough that if you've never done it, if you haven't done spring training, at least once. You got to do it once. I'm not saying you got to come out here every day or not every day, but every year. But just once, come out here, check it out. Sloan Parks, it's it's awesome. So uh, credit to the Cubs for at least uh, being able to build great facilities for fans to enjoy a baseball game in. <laughs> it looked like a packed house, too. I mean, the the, the oh, grass yeah. was full. 13, the stands 13, were full. And I think they said 13 and a half or something That's, like that. It was 14,000. Yeah. That's yeah, cool, no, it, it really was packed today. I kind of like I sat on the lawn for about three and a half innings and then I kind of walked around and I ended up seeing uh, Kevin Fiddler and Aldo Soto who do the Pinwheels and Ivy podcast for Sports Mockery. Um, I had a buddy I used to work with um, from back in the day that was here with his wife, like kind of like in a suite. They had like free drinks and food. Apparently, Justin Steele was up in there uh, before I, or before I got up there, but taking pictures and stuff with them. Um, yeah, and I just, for the most part, I kind of walked around. They have, like, food trucks out here, too. Like, I kind of tried – I had some ice cream. Luke, you'd be very – you would have really liked it. Wow. Um, so, yeah, there's a, a lot a lot of different food options. Um, obviously, you have the normal ballpark stuff, but the food trucks out here. Um, obviously, you can get the beer bats, and you can do it more than just beer. They have, like, mixed margaritas you can put in there, too, like – yeah, I mean, again, for spring training and the games don't matter and you're just excited that baseball's back, like, it's was, it was fun to hang out with other Cubs fans and enjoy the weather. He's really, He's rubbing, really rubbing it in. Really rubbing it in. Right now I see Whoa. Kevin Wells with a winter hat in one corner and Cody <laughs> with a tank top and shades of the other. Right. Well, uh, I started uh, the snow here, like, about – what an hour well, ago, hey, like hey, it's, it's so rain this morning, now. this morning, yeah. Cody, Cody didn't bring a hoodie or anything this morning. It was cold, like not cold, but it was chilly. Yeah. Um, and he actually said, he's like, oh man, I wish I would have brought a sweater. Um, so he wasn't, he wasn't mm-hmm. vibing the whole day. It was a little chilly this morning, but I did Which, tell and Cody, yeah. Cody, I told you this yesterday that, um, well, you know, I, and I know the weather's really bad back there. Um, the only person I don't feel bad for is Luke for trying <laughs> to give me grief the other day. Cause I was out here in the sun and it was 45 and sunny in back in Chicago. And you're talking about how it's being 75 down here. And I'm like, karma, karma for you. Gary, I feel bad for everyone. Else. I have to deal with that too. Already in yeah, the so I, said, I, I feel bad for you. I feel bad for you. But Luke, this, okay. this is his karma for trying to give me grief for coming down to Arizona to work. When it was, when it was in the forties in Chicago in mid February, hmm. that, that's the big part of it. Hmm. I do have to say, I forgot to mention this. But I forgot to mention that I accidentally ran into friend of the program, Max Bain, after the game. Um, And we finally met in person for the first time and and chopped it up for a little bit. So, yeah, um, 
Yeah. Was there an embrace? Was there an embrace? There was, there was, there was the, you know, that meme going around the internet right now of, the, of like the NBA player. And then like the old lady who's like, look, <laughs> yeah, like I'm making fun of Kevin Durant going, going in with the, with the hand, you know, like the yeah. hand gesture. Um, that, that was me and Max Bain t- today after the game, when I saw him, uh, walking up that sidewalk where all the media and the players are coming out of whenever they're walking towards Sloan Park. I actually caught him. I was, I was actually hanging out with a friend of the program, uh, Rich Beasterfield after the game, just, you know, just talking cops and, nice. you know, the rest of the weekend and stuff like that. And Max just kind of was walking up the sidewalk. We didn't even, I didn't even notice him. And the next thing I know, he's like right there. And I just yelled his name and, you know, he stopped and talked to us. And then Alex Cohen, who you guys were talking to before we went live, he, he showed up right after. So we had like a group of five there just chopping it up for a few minutes uh, before we, I came on and did this. So, uh, yeah, it was cool. To, again, it was cool to like be around uh, other people that we know through this industry and also, you know, just meet other Cubs fans. And I will say if you if you really if you're like an autograph person or if you just want to get pictures with players and stuff like this is the place to be, man. Like there are so many players walking up the sidewalk uh, to go to Sloan park before the game, you know, a lot of them are prospects, but you know, if they turn out to be something big, you get that picture now, like in five years, you can show that to your kid or whoever and be like, Hey, remember, remember when this happened? Like credit to me. Uh, That's the way I would think of it at least, you know? So it's a really easy access to be able to get, to be able to talk to other players or meet other players almost honestly easier than CubsCon. You don't have to pay any money to be able to do it. Like it's, yeah, it's awesome. Cody's live from uh, the uh, rental vehicle. So that's, what is this car? Volkswagen, doing it. Ryan? It's a Volkswagen. <laughs> it's a Volkswagen. Yeah, I'm in the front does. seat, passenger seat. Uh, we only like uh, Chevys and CDJR around here. So obviously True. you got a lemon. Uh, we didn't decide. I'm pretty sure they just picked it for Ryan. That's right. So. Yeah. Eight eight one, they beat the White Sox. By the way, speaking of hanging out with people, shout out to our new diehards today, Rich, Caleb, and Kari. We're up to eighty four this month. Hell yeah, eighty four. Uh, and I'll be honest with you, after watching Game One, and it means nothing. And you know, you you tell yourself spring training games mean nothing, and Cactus League pitching means nothing. But you watch today's game, and I'm thinking eighty four wins. That's just an initial. That's not my prediction yet, but that's my first. They might be better than I thought. I liked what I, 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 maybe it was, I was just a little amped up to see baseball when it started snowing. I was like, okay, it's still coming. It's still coming. Um, Let's talk. Let's talk about the offense first, and then we'll hit, we'll hit the pitching stuff in this, in the second segment. But like offensively, Morell's homer obviously was the highlight. I, I would have put Joe Joe Hudson as the as the headline of the podcast, but nobody Play knows who he is. Okay, so let's <laughs> just be honest. Five RBI. Like, who the hell is this guy? When I was yeah. sitting on the wall, I was definitely like, who the hell is Spring this guy? Spring training invite catcher, but that's right. The age. Yeah, no, uh, you know, watching from my perch up in the press box. Um, yeah, he he had a. I mean, he had that one hit down the line that pulled. A, I don't know who was playing third base for the Sox, but pulled him out, and then that actually led to the Pete Crow Armstrong play, scoring from second base, mm-hmm. going all the way home on yeah the ground ball to third base. Um, yeah, it was it was a good day all around for the Cubs offense. Obviously, uh, Matt Shaw two hits, Morrell you mentioned the home run, um, but then you have you know Jordan Wicks just getting out there right. We'll talk about him, but 
just getting out there. Caleb Killian looked good and was a two innings, um, maybe even better than we or as good as we've seen him in a while. And I, again, I know it's only spring training, but looking good is better than looking bad in spring training games. Um, and yeah, it's just I'm happy it's the start of baseball, right? Games are starting, spring training's here, like officially here because you got games going on. Um, and now you're going to start getting a lot of these guys in the games. More of the guys are going to be in games, like a Dansby Swanson, Nico Horner type will be in there. Um, yeah, it just every every game that goes by in spring training means we're that much closer to opening day, so that's great. Yeah, I mean, they, they did score eight runs, most of them off a washed 40-year-old, so like take it with a great – Take it with a grain of salt, but, yeah, but at the same time, I did. Two timer, yeah. I, <laughs> but I, I do like the fact that it was we got to see everybody in this game. Like it was almost like Craig Council was saying, "All right, these are the names you give me that you say are, have guys that have a shot at some point. I'm playing them all in game. <laughs> I'm playing them all in game number one." Uh, like you said, Shaw, PCA, PCA speed was so evident. And, and you hear Carter Hawkins and some of the other guys talk about him, and it's like, listen, they, they plan on him him being around a long oh, time. Yeah. Um, but it was he's gonna he's gonna steal some games for you this year. I hope so. You know, I I, I mean, I liked seeing the batting stance changed. It was a little little bit different. You know, he's worked on some things this offseason to try and, you know, hitless and a handful of games at the end of the season. He made some adjustments and he worked on stuff all winter and Hopefully we start to see it play out in the Cactus League. Now he'll face a lot of minor league pitching in Cactus League play, but still keep working on those things. And I I don't know. I'm 50-50 on him making the opening day roster. But you know, if he plays like he did today, there there's no denying the energy like the energy the guy brings to the diamond is just you almost want to calm him down a little bit. <laughs> Did you see him slam his bat down after he got out on, I forget what it was. And then he got hit by a pitch and he was super frustrated by that too. I mean, the emotion was was there for him. I thought he was going to charge the mound for a second. It was a breaking ball in the back. I love it, man. This team needs a little bit of grit. They got a lot of nice guys. They need a little bit of grit. That's the intensity and the competitiveness that we, we know PCA has, right? Even though, you know, we know the quote that he's saying he'd love for Belly to come back, right? He'd love for Belly to come back. How, because he, why? Because he wants the Cubs to win. And even it, it may cost him opportunities, um, but he just wants the Cubs to win. So when you're seeing him out there in spring training games getting pissed, um, that's part of that that intensity and that's part of that competitive fire to see his team win. So, I, yeah, it's great for the Cubs. And whether he's up on opening day or not, like he's that's going to be great for this team, for that clubhouse, on the field, whatever. That's going to be great for this team. Yeah, How about I mean, the outfield defense too, just from yeah. all three of those guys rotating in and out. Like Alcantara had a nice play. It was awesome. I all those guys played great in the outfield. Even some of the routine plays. The team on the other side of the ball from you has trouble with some of those routine plays. So to see young guys come up and just communication was there. A couple feeling out the wall, making sure making plays on the warning track. I mean, all that was prevalent between all three of those guys: today, Canario, PCA, and Alcantara. So that was my takeaway. The PCA, uh, I mean, and think in the first inning, Andrew Vaughn hit one to the warning track, and mm-hmm. PCA chased it down, made it look like a can of corn. I mean, the defense has always been there, man. I don't think anyone's worried about PCA and the defense. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, I, I'm reading the chat, and, um, you know, everyone's saying, you know, Jesse Chavez is the one pitching and all this stuff, and it's like, well – 
first off, he's working on something anyway. It's not like he's out there trying to get hitters out. That's one thing. But also, like, second thing is, like, if they're not hitting off Jesse Chavez, then what do we think anyway? So it brings me back to the point of it's spring training. So just be happy that you saw some success from some guys today and stop bitching. Boom. Roasted. All right. Move on. Thank you. I've, I've seen a lot of people upset with Carter Hawkins making fun of PCA's blue hair, saying it looked terrible in the broadcast. I, I just thought it was a good day for, like, guys that are trying to prove something, man. Like, I, I it think was. People, like, people try to read into things too much, and it's just like, dude, it's the first spring training game. Like, what? Oh, I'm glad they hit off Jesse Chavez. Like, if they're not, then, like, maybe, like, maybe we have something to complain about. But either way, it's like, it's not like Jesse Chavez is out there trying to get outs anyway. He's out there working on whatever he was working on. You know, he's a 40-year-old well, journeyman. That's what I said earlier that, you know, obviously the results don't really matter, but it's better to look good than to look bad in these games. So, like, at least that's a positive is they looked good in whatever the situation was. Also, Luke, what would you say about Carter Hawkins making fun of PCA's Carter hair? Carter Hawkins about broadcast it? made fun of PCA's blue hair multiple times, saying it looks terrible, basically, and – I've seen people on social media here in the chat, like multiple people are like, man, why did he have to do it twice? That wasn't right. And he was making <laughs> I think, I think people need blue to hair. I think uh, people need to stop getting so upset about anything. The, the dumbest things. It, I, it, yeah, this is like, even, these guys are, it's, it's their G the GM and their top prospect. They obviously have a good relationship. So he's going to make fun of his yeah. blue hair. Like this isn't the Yankees. You can wear whatever yeah. color hair you want. You can have whatever, <laughs> bling you want you can have whatever facial hair you want it's cool it's spring training it's it's fun you know let them let them live let them be a 20 what 21 years old yes let them go crazy come on the team was fun they'd all get blue hair for spring (laughs) oh yeah why not to like not and i'm not trying to like tell people how to fan or whatever like if y'all want to complain for the sake of complaining like thanks for being here i guess but i'm just like (laughs) trying to give you like the like just the like just step outside of it for like it's again it's the first spring training game. I'm not sitting here like defending like how this offseason is going. I think a lot of the continued like bitching is just from the fact that Bellinger still hasn't signed and we still don't know what this team is. Like I, I get it, right? But when we're talk we're talking about young dudes like trying to prove that they can, you know, be major leaguers, like I don't know, man. Like I think there's just a time and place for certain complaints there's nothing to complain about the guys that we're talking about today and there's honestly really nothing to complain about the cubs in general today in terms of how this game went and how you know certain guys shined you know like there's other guys we haven't even mentioned yet you know the morell homer like outside of that he also fielded two ground balls at third base and threw it to first base cleanly like i know it's just two ground balls and they were pretty routine but like isn't that what we basically want morell to do is to field yep. routine yep. ground yep. balls cleanly like i'm yeah, not asking make, to make the, the plays he needs to make right i'm not asking him to turn into nolan arenado i'm asking him to just be competent at third so like i think if you just look at those little things the things that you should be looking at for spring training you know like the morell storyline and like pca and like the differences stance looks at, at here compared to like last year and like you know, the success of him and Shaw and, you know, other dudes that, you know, I haven't mentioned yet. Like, that, that's all you can really, I guess, kind of look at and try and get excited or, you know, whatever about that. That's the way I look at spring training and how I've always looked at spring training. Like, the results really just don't matter at the end of the day. 
Yeah, and Council, uh, during the broadcast, he was mic'd up uh, for one of the innings, and he basically talked about Morrell, and he said, listen, we don't have to make a decision about his everyday position by opening day. We, we don't. There's no date where we have to say this is the amount of time. He's like, we're going to give – we just decided, by the way, what I was saying for the last year is exactly what they're doing. Give the kid one spot. You're overload. Not everybody is Ben Zobrist. Let him focus on the defense at one position. They finally decided on third base, strictly third base, the rest of the spring. And how long that goes? Maybe it goes into the season. Maybe it goes a month into the season. Maybe it goes two months into the season. If he does well, we guarantee it'll continue there for a long time. But I, I like to see how it plays out. One other thing that struck well, me was – yeah, were was we gonna say right? Well, was yeah, I was watch. What's that? Go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say I was just gonna add on to that. Um, you know, I think people forget that, like, just because you're starting or whatever, you have your position on opening day, like that. There's, you know, there's 150, 161 more of those games after that, um, and not all starting nine, not all five starters are gonna be those guys. So yeah, with Morella, it makes a whole lot of sense that they're like, we're not looking at the end of spring training as the deadline for Christopher Morrell to prove he could play third base, right? Like if Nick Madrigal is the starting third baseman, I know our chat's going to hate it on opening day. Our chat's going to hate it, but that doesn't mean like a couple weeks in the future, Morrell can't be the starting third baseman at the, or a month in the future, two months in the future, right? Like we'll see. But, um, you know, uh, talking to Craig Council about it the other day, what just about what he's kind of looking to see out of Morrell right now. And he basically just said like, just, just, just getting the reps, getting the reps, doing the work, putting in the work. Uh, the most important thing right now is reps because you're just going to get a bunch of feedback and a bunch of feedback. And, you know, where that leads to, none of us know. You know, we, we, we won't be able to know until we get to that point if he has done it or hasn't. Um, but to counsel, to morale, like right now, just getting him a bunch of reps every day, focusing on third base and doing that. And, and you know, he's got things to work on for sure, but, like, the more he can do that, um, whether it's footwork or the arm, the arm path, arm stroke, whatever, like ha being able to just take constant reps every single day is, is just where they're at right now. They're not looking to see that Morel by next week has improved in like this area specifically, right? It's just keep getting them reps, keep getting them reps, keep getting them comfortable at that spot and, and see where that takes him. An underrated part of that home run that he hit too, that I don't want to go overlooked here was that was on a 3-0 count. And I know it's the first game of spring training in a game that doesn't matter, but that's a call coming from council. Like, Hey man, guy on base, half lead off single swing away, man. Let her rip. Let's try it. Like that's a real game scenario at some point down the line that this game doesn't matter. So if he swings and misses, whatever, but a three Oh home run, I mean, giving him the green light, that could be, you know, a hint of what's to come. Council might want to be aggressive with certain guys at the plate. Like Morelli's insisted a lot of trust in him and what he said so far. We'll see if that rings true the rest of the Cactus League and into the regular season. But you're right. I mean, this is a it's a game by game basis for Morel. Just get a little bit better every day and make the routine plays. And he's going to do it with a smile. But I was going to say, you know, one of the other things that struck me outside of the obvious guys you wanted to see play today. You know, you want you wanted to see Shaw get in at bat. You wanted to see Morel at third. You wanted to see PCA how he would do in his first game. Uh, but it was still it was also fun to see. Owen Casey getting it bad. And then and then it was fun to see just how athletic Alcantara looks. You know what I mean? Like you mm -hmm. see him chase down that one ball in the outfield. It was not really an easy play, especially in the sun in Arizona. It was fun to see that. 
And I was reminded when Brennan Davis came to the plate, I, I am not going to count him out in his career yet. I'm still not going to do it. Now, they've told him, you're not going. You are not going to be on. No matter what happens, you could have the perfect spring training. You're not on the opening day roster. We want you to go to prove that you can be healthy, play here, go to AAA, have a great start, and then it, maybe something magical happens. We'll call you up. But Craig Council told him flat out, "You're not on the you're not on the opening day roster." But that doesn't mean you're not part of the future. And you look at the guy and you think about what he was before this weird back thing, and it's like, man, other guys have had hiccups trying to get to the majors. I'm not, I'm not going to rule out that he could still be a force in the majors. He uh he looks healthy. Let's put it that way. So that's a good start. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't necessarily given up on him. It's just more about like it it's like the Cubs offseason. It's like complete incomplete. Like he's just been hurt, right? Like he's had injury mm -hmm. back like setbacks related to injuries. It has he has not done anything that shows that he's not good at baseball. Uh so yeah, I mean, you know, if you you want to you you guys want to talk about dudes who have to like kind of show out this spring and show that they're at least um, healthy. I mean, he's right at the top of the list, right? Like, yeah, I'm not saying I don't know how he fits into this team if he shows he's healthy and then goes to Iowa and hits really well for a month or two, whatever gets a chance. I don't I don't know how he fits in this roster. I assume you know. Ryan says that everyone else, uh, like Jed says a lot, like baseball is going to baseball. Like it always seems to work itself out. Like perhaps, you know, there's an injury and somehow some way, you know, he's called upon to come up and be some sort of, you know, spark. Um, I think for him, it's just all about being healthy. I mean, this guy was a top 20 bait, uh, a top 20 prospect in baseball a few mm -hmm. years ago was the guy we were all talking about when CHO Cubs launched. We were when we knew that that 2022 season wasn't going to be very good. Like he was the only thing that we were like clamoring for. That was when, right? when is Brendan Davis going to get brought right. up? Like that, that was the question. So like, it's not that I've ever given up on him. It's just more about, can he, can he find a way to get on the field, man? Like that's, that's kind of the thing for me. So yeah, he's got to climb the ladder. Cause uh, like he's got four or five guys in front of him now. Yeah, you know, well, I yeah, mean, I, he's got to climb the ladder, which is not right. going to be easy. Right. So, I mean, good. It's good to see that he's healthy in camp. Um, I know our friend Kyle from the Setup Man tweeted uh, or posted on his YouTube channel uh, some content of him, you know, taking some, you know, live BP. Looked healthy. Swing looked good. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm again. It, it's one of those things where I'm not like banking on it, but like. As far as like just as a human being, like yeah, I'm rooting for the guy. The guy sure. was on the cusp of being a major leaguer, and you know a crazy injury happened to him. So yeah, of course I'm rooting for him to, you know, make that comeback story that we can all talk about from five years and be like, remember that? Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, all right, so don't forget our our spring training coverage presented by Blue Moon made brighter. Get Blue Moon delivered and see delivery options by visiting bluemoon.com slash chgo. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and our hotel accommodations at spring training provided by our friends at Gila River Resort and Casino Viquiva, the place for Chicago baseball fans to stay while visiting the Phoenix area. If you're planning to head west and check out Cactus League games like Cody and Ryan, 
Uh, maybe you're just going to the desert throughout the year. Call 1-800-946-4452 or visit Play Gila. That's G-I-L-A dot com. Uh, we're going to tell you about some really cool takeover plans. Don't buy your individual game tickets just yet because we've got some big games and big dates to announce for you here coming up in just a minute. We're going to talk about uh, the pitching performances out in the first game as the Cubs beat the White Sox 8-1. to one. Um, But first, I want to tell you about our friends at Ray Chevrolet. They're sharing their best offers all month long with their auto show sales event. Make your way to Ray Chevrolet on Route 12 in Fox Lake and join in on the savings as one of the top-selling Chevy dealers in the Midwest. You're always able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest Chevy inventories. Plus, you can find the perfect tailgate vehicle at Ray Chevy because they're offering 0% financing for 72 months. Unheard of on new Silverados with over 100 available. And to top it off, they're pricing over 125 vehicles. Under 20,000, seriously guys, can pricing get more affordable? Now I know everybody loves the word free, and that's what you get this month at Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake, a free oil change. All you need to do is mention CHGO when scheduling your oil change. Start off the new year right. Schedule it by February 29th. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com. They've been serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. And with Empire Today, you get to shop at-home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, a low-price guarantee. Empire Today is the best place to get your new flooring. So, of course, of course there's copycats out there, but Empire's not going to promise you just the lowest prices because anybody can do that. They give you quality with that pricing. They eliminate all the garbage stuff. So they're not going to say, oh, we can give you the lowest pricing because some of that stuff is just junk and you don't even want it in your house. Not at Empire. Their philosophy is they find you what you need. Don't overwhelm you with a thousand choices, just the best stuff and the best deals. And then they have this virtual floor designer that allows you to see your floors in any space. Just snap a picture, take it, and see how that flooring would look in your home. They pride themselves as a shop at home service. You also are excited because they service their own warranties. If somehow there is a problem, you don't have to go ahead and try and track down the manufacturer's phone number. They do it themselves. They service all their own warranties. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive $350 off. What a discount. And they all you have to do is use the promo code CHGO. Four important letters. CHGO gets you $350 off at Empire. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. Uh, so as the Cubs went eight to one and Cody's out there basking in the sun still and in, in his rental car and Ryan's hiding in the shade because it was a lot of sunshine today. We do want to tell you, here's the exciting news. Even if you can't get out there right now to Arizona, you can come hang with the CHGO crew. We've already got it. Three takeovers scheduled this year. Three takeovers already scheduled. Now, remember, takeovers, we buy a group of tickets. Diehards get 20% off these tickets. The, the deal is great, but 20% off for diehards. So you want to sign up for that diehard membership just for this alone. And then, of course, with diehard membership, you also get the free shirt. You get access to all of Ryan's articles all year long. You get the diehard card. You get 20% off all of our merch all year long, but 20% off things like this. The first one is coming June 4th. That's a crosstown game against the White Sox, okay? 
So a White Sox game on June 4th, we'll be having a takeover. Uh, the link with those uh, ticket availabilities and buying to uh, join us at the takeover, those are coming soon, probably by the end of the night or certainly by the end of the weekend. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. We'll be putting them out on social media for you. Uh, we're also going to do a takeover. This will be fun. In Milwaukee, Wrigley North, a 3-10 game, June 29th against the Brewers. You know, basically taking over the whole stadium. And then on September 6th against the Mets at Wrigley Field, that is a 120 game against the Mets. We know for a fact those are three takeovers that we will have this season. So if you're thinking about buying tickets individually to those games, hold off. Why not sit with CHGO and, and hang out with all the diehards and the sickos uh, that will be having fun at that game? Cody's going to be part of – we're going to have a lot of Friday games too, right, where we're just going to have hangouts before the yeah. game, in 120s, you and Braggs kind of – Meeting up, yeah, kissing babies. Yeah. yeah, so like I don't know if we have like a full like explanation of it fully. Uh, yeah. but I, I know that me and CHGO Bears, uh meatball, Greg Braggs, he's also a diehard Cubs fan. He's been on this show before. He went on this wild ass Otani rant, whatever. Um he I'm allowing him to come hang out with me in the bleachers every Friday home game this year. And we're going to do like meetups at Murphy's, uh, you know, around usually probably around 10 AM they start. I think that's right around the time the bar actually opens. So we were going to open the bar and basically shut down the bar after the game, obviously don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Um, but, uh, either way, it's more of a, you know, come hang out, uh, just like Cubs fans and hanging out with other Cubs fans. And, and, you know, if you're, fan the show and it, sometimes we'll have giveaways giving out tickets um sometimes we'll give a, we'll probably be giving away shirts stuff like that too um and but overall me and Braggs every friday home game so i think there's like 14 of them this year mm-hmm. uh we'll be hanging out in left field but we'll be doing like pre-game meetups at murphy's um i'm sure there'll be more details for for that whole thing to come i've kind of like kind of said a little bit about this in past shows but like um that's kind of the thing we have to come up with a name so if you have a good name for this stuck you're really good with the name stuff so if you have i'll think think about it i am thinking for the the brewers takeover that we should tailgate and have subway sandwiches for everybody i agree i'm looking forward to the the takeover the takeovers this year are, are awesome we get to go to milwaukee for the first like this, I believe it's the first time Craig Council goes back to Milwaukee. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the first series. Yep. And then we get to do a takeover for the first game that Anthony Rizzo comes back to Wrigley. Like, do we do we, do we, do we need to work on the T-shirt right now for the takeover? Yeah, <laughs> we took Craig. We took Craig. We took Craig. We took. See, Craig. that would be a good shirt. Yeah, Craig, and, and going to Craig, Milwaukee, going to Milwaukee for a tailgate, man. I don't know if you guys. I'm sure some of you guys have done this before. It's a blast. I went to college up there, so that's all. That's all the Cubs games I saw for four years. I went to every single game up there. Tailgating's a blast. The fans are nice people too. They are fun. They're fun to hang out with. They got good food. It's a great place to watch a game. So that's going to be great. I'm not going to miss that one. Um, I can't wait. Uh, all right, let's talk pitching because uh, there were some good performances. Jordan Wicks was the starter today. Uh, Ryan had a chance to talk to him right after the game, specifically about Council, correct, Ryan? Is that who he was talking about? There was, there was a bit about Council, yeah, yeah. 
All right, should we should we play that clip first and then and then we'll get to the his performance on the mound, but let's hear what he had to say about his his new manager. Kensel mentioned that you guys are having conversations about like essentially when you get stuck, how do you get mm -hmm. unstuck? What what have you taken from those? Yeah, is it just to keep, you know, take a deep breath and almost kind of reset? You know, that's a big thing that I've tried to work on this offseason, you know, is um, when the game starts to speed up a little bit, when the game, you know, they start to get runners on and stuff like that. How do you reset? What are your, um, you know, mechanisms to go to? And so, you know, that's something I'm kind of playing with in spring training. You know, okay, I'm going to try a few things and, and just kind of go from there. What kind of advantage is it to have, uh, he was on the other side for that last game, mm -hmm. and be able to pick his brain there? Yeah, it's nice because, you know, you can see kind of from a manager that has faced you, you know, hey, this is what, you know, we tried to do against you. And so it's good, always good to have that information as a, as a pitcher because then you can, you know, you can always store that. And, you know, game plans are going to be relatively the same, you know, when other teams try to attack me. And so, you know, just having a guy who's, who's done it on my side now is, is awesome. So he went an inning and two-thirds, gave up the one earned run, um, and, you know, he's, he's getting a whole new set of eyes to kind of help him through this process of becoming an, a, a solid major league pitcher, right? Like we saw, we saw the potential at the end of last season. Now it's a matter of he's in that, he's in that battle for a fifth starter. And maybe there's some names we didn't expect. We'll get to some of those in a second, but he did nothing to hurt his chances today. That's for sure. No, I don't think so. And, and about the console stuff, like, that is a benefit, obviously, is like you, you now have a guy who faced you in your last start of the season who can give you insight on not just what he saw in that game, but what he did to prepare for you um, in that start, what him and their scouts had seen at, uh, while they were on the Brewers and obviously bringing that here and giving him that insight. So, yeah, it is a huge advantage for him. Um, Wicks is – we've talked about it multiple times now. Like he's a guy that's very much in that fifth starter uh, battle right and uh, outside of the fact that you know they're not only going to have five starters for the whole season we know that um it, it, it is still uh maybe like a badge of honor for guys to make the opening day roster right i think that jordan wicks would wear that as a badge of honor so it is for sure something that he wants um but yeah it's it's at this point he talked about it today it was they had a, a little plan to kind of just show a little bit of everything um, see a little bit of the spin on the on the slider that he wanted that he was going in and wanting to see, which he said he did. Um, you know, he uh, was a one and two third innings, about forty pitches, something like that. Um, and and I think the biggest thing was uh, outside of seeing some of the or accomplishing some of the things he wanted to accomplish was just getting back on the mound, uh, you know, facing op opposing hitters for the first time in months, right? Since September thirtieth, I think was the last time he pitched in a major league game. So. Um, you know, all that's, all that's good for, for Jordan. And, um, as he, again, the results don't really matter. He only went one and two thirds, but that's by design. Um, but as he continues to go and, and probably makes a few more starts here in Cactus league, um, you know, we're, we're going to be, keep, be keeping a watchful eye on him and what he can, you know, where he, where he lands in this, uh, rotation battle. He's got Fine. success up in the zone too. I think that the first inning, the first two batters he faced, he, you know, focused on a lot of the sliders outside, really painted the edges. But then when he ran into Andrew Vaughn and a couple noteworthy hitters, he got into some trouble, got down in the count early and gave up some loud outs in the solo home run. But I, I still think that Jordan, I, I, I like the way he threw in the first inning, but you're right. It's the first start in a long time. He only had a few starts last year. This is nothing to read into right away. 
he just really needs to hone. He doesn't have the velocity, so he's got to hone in on owning the upper part of the zone because that's where he had the majority of his success in punch outs last year. All I can say is that hopefully that uh, that error he had, hopefully that's you know that's getting the uh, getting the uh, you know oiled up, oiled machine. He's getting oiled right now, right? Like the, the mm-hmm. what do you like? I it was like a dribbler back to him, and he just was uh, he was unable to make the play, right? I kind of kind of foggy on remembering on what yeah he fumbled it he fumbled it about five feet in front of the mound or so yeah like that's what spring training is for like it's not like he's known for being like matt garza back in the day cubs legend uh but you know like i from where i was sitting in the right right field lawn like you know it was cool to see him strike out the first batter of the year uh, of the spring right so um it's like kind of the same thing about what I was saying about the hitters and stuff like it's just there's nothing to really take from it. it just good to see him come out of there healthy looked like he was trying to work on certain things and uh you know go to the next one we'll see him in a handful of days right yeah we have the quote board uh from Ryan that Ryan got after the game where he said uh, for me it's just focusing on how I can sharpen myself and be the best version of myself heading into the season wherever that is it is but for me I can only worry about myself and do the best job I can for me. Whatever happens, happens. It's a good way to approach it, you know? And that's kind of what he was saying at um, Cubs convention to us. It doesn't mean he's not uber competitive. He is, you know, he's, he's ready to go. Um, and I, I think he's, you know, unless something goes wrong, I, I do believe it. His uh, might not be his to lose, but I would say he's the front runner in it. Could Wes Neske have a great spring and impact that? Maybe. Could another guy impact that? Well, I mean, yesterday we were talking about, and I, Ryan, I know you got to head out to, to write some articles. So whenever you have to do that, feel free to uh, jump off. But you, did you want to say something quick? Oh, there he goes. <laughs> I think that was his, close. Record clean. He almost um, got it. Anyways, I was saying yesterday, I don't know if Cody was listening to this part of the podcast yesterday, but when we were on, I asked who – would or will benefit the most from a big spring. And we kind of went through the list of guys. And at the end, I was like, you know what? What about Caleb Killian? Like his stock is plummeting after the last couple of years. Like he's got to turn this around. I never would have guessed after one day of Cactus League action that I would have said, did you see Caleb Killian out there? He was pumping 96, 97, 98, no walks, a couple of strikeouts. Yeah. Wait a second. That's the guy that they were trying to trade for when they made the Chris Bryant deal. That's a different pitcher than I've seen before. And I know it's just a Cactus League game and it's totally different, but that was really good to see. He don't count Caleb Killian out of anything just yet either. Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm not, I'm not going to flip flop here be just for like Cubs bias, but like, you know, is one appearance, but yeah, listen, if there's anyone that needs a big spring, like a, like, you know, you know, I always like this, this last month I've like emphasized like to, to have your expectations tempered in the spring because Hayden Wisniewski was so electric in the spring last year. And then, you know, we saw the, you know, the ups and downs that he had as a starter. And then, you know, I think overall, I think we all felt pretty disappointed about his 2023 season in general. So, you know, for someone like Caleb Killian, though, it's a lot different. Like, he's like, 
he's like Brennan Davis in a way too. Like, yeah, I'm yeah, surprised. Exactly. No, that, you're 100 right. Like, I'm surprised that the Cubs have held on to him as long as they have because it just feels like they're not fully believe believers of him. Like, it, I can't even say he was bad last year because he made like two appearances. Like, and and the, in both appearances, he wasn't good. Right. So like. Sure, he wasn't good last year, but you got two appearances. It shows that the Cubs didn't, at least from our our view, it showed that the Cubs weren't a believer in him anymore. But he's here, and so I, I, again, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that you shouldn't get shouldn't get excited about. It. I'm not saying that you should that that you should should get excited. I'm just saying that like for someone like him, just like Brennan Davis, like showing that you're a healthy and B, you know, doing things that maybe teams are holding against you or the Cubs are holding against you or was on the scouting report that, you know, was not good against you. Like don't walk guys. Okay, great. Like that was a big issue with him. He walks a ton of dudes. Right. Um, so for me, I don't, for pitchers are different because like, Again, like we've seen guys have great springs and then go to the majors and, you know, not. <laughs> but right. but for him, like he needs it to keep his career alive with the Cubs, at least. I mean, I feel like he has the stuff that maybe if he got DFA to team and pick him up and, you know, right. maybe try and figure it out. But with the Cubs, at least, like if he's going to be anything like he needs a huge spring, like him and Brennan Davis both are probably near the top of that list of, you know, out there with something to prove, prove that they're still valuable prospects, that they, that they can be something. And, you know, Brandon Davis, his issue was health. Killian is just, I don't, I don't, I don't even know how to explain Killian. Like, again, it was like one or two appearances. Like I, I and they weren't good at all. Like they didn't no, he had control problems. He had command, he had command problems with, which right. is something you can work on and, and potentially fix in an off season. I mean, sure. yeah. you're throwing 96, 97, 98. It, listen, if you don't believe in Killian, that's okay. If you don't believe that Brennan Davis is going to make it back, that's okay. What I'm saying is sure. root for both guys specifically this spring because there's still parts of the Chicago Cubs organization, and whether they make it with the Cubs or not, they still could increase their trade value. If that's rebuild that trade value, if that's what ends up being the way they benefit the Cubs. But there's still a way for them to be productive members of the Cubs organization, whether it comes in a trade or whether it comes in actually playing on the field for the Cubs someday. Maybe Killian's a bullpen guy, you know, maybe, maybe that's what he should be a two inning guy. Just like we saw today. Mm -hmm. Sure. 90, 96, 97, 98. I could use that in the bullpen. Yeah, absolutely. Who could every yeah. team could use that? Yeah. What does Jed always say? What do we hear him say? Almost every single off season since he took over, you can never have enough pitching. Caleb Killian, if he's a guy that you can use as an opener down the road, if you want to use him as a spot starter, if you're really beat up in the starting rotation, I still think right now he's probably, if you're looking at the depth chart of the starting rotation, he's probably the third or fourth guy off the bench still, probably your eighth or ninth guy. But guess what? That's that's positive. If you've got a guy who can throw 99, the thing that he needs to work on in spring training, Luke, you nailed it. It's just the walks control the walks. You don't need to be a six, seven inning guy. It's the command. And this is the perfect place to do it. I do think he's playing for You're right though, Cody. He's playing for his Cubs life at this moment in time, because he sees the guys behind him. He sees the guys in front of him. It's a daunting task to kind of mount that. So 
go out, do it, young fella. Go out and do it. I mean, you it's 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 your time to do it now because last year was was rough in a lot of ways. Yeah, and by the way, Bailey Horn and Porter Hodge, Cody looked pretty good too. They're like no kidding. Yeah, I, I've been waiting to see them. They they look good. Yeah, I mean, I've always said, and it's more about sarcasm, but if your name is Porter Hodge, that's an elite baseball pitcher name. I've never had any doubt. The guy's going to be something. I don't know what, but he's going to be something. And, and that I, that's that's Dalmetrics for you guys. If you really want to talk about Dalmetrics, that's Dalmetrics. But yeah, on Bailey a serious Horn's note, a though, like, yeah, uh, yeah. But I'm rooting for Bailey Horn because, A, he was part of the Ryan Tapera trade, and I would love to see a White Sox prospect be good for the Cubs considering I continuously, even five years later, have to hear about Dylan Cease and Eloy Jimenez, even though they haven't won jack shit with those guys. But I digress. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, listen, I, one of the thing, one of the complaints I had last year about whether it was David Ross or the front office, I don't really know who to blame in this because it's not like David Ross is deciding who's on the roster. Um, but like the, like the, we didn't see a lot of young guys get opportunities, right? And, um, you know, Bailey Horn for sure was a guy that I thought that we might have seen last year and we didn't. Porter Hodge, not necessarily on that list, but Bailey Horn was someone that I was uh, curious to why we never saw at all last year. So maybe I'm, maybe I'm missed something on that. Uh, I'm sure the chat will correct me on that because they clearly know more than I do. Um, but, uh, you know, I, you know, with this quote unquote youth movement, like this is the year to see some of these uh, relievers. I'm not taking back anything I said related to the Bellinger stuff, but when you talk about the pitching, they have a ton of young pitching and a ton of, you know, high upside in the pitching department, whether people want to agree with that or not. Like that's what the Cubs believe at least. So, um, yeah. And that's why council was hired, right? Like to use all of that and to find those guys, because there's so much of it. You don't want to get buried. You don't want to get caught in the situation where you're bringing up Luke little too late. You know, you're right. so beat up and you bring up a fresh arm and you're competing for a division title and you completely blow it because you're out of arms and you're out of talent. This is what council was brought in for. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, again, like I'm I'm optimistic that some of these guys can make a little bit more of an impact from the pitching side, at least. I'm, I'm definitely a lot more optimistic about the Cubs pitching as a whole than I am the offense. The offense definitely has to prove it a little bit more for me, um, considering where this roster sits right now. But those guys that you just mentioned, Luke, like, yeah, I've, I've been high on those guys for years. I've just been waiting for them to get the opportunity. Uh, Niren says Clint Frazier and Hermosillo looked good. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's just, it's just Cactus League, and it's the, just the first game, but let the vibes. Don't forget about Rafael Ortega, too. Let the vibes simmer for a night. Just for one night, let the vibes simmer. It's okay. Uh, Rafael Ortega vibes. played for the Sox today. That's yeah, right, he did. Don't forget about Cubs Ortega. Legend. Legend. Cubs legend. Uh Speaking of vibes, how about prize picks? Yeah, baby, prize picks. Largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Easiest, most exciting way to play DFS. It's easy against the numbers, and it's just you against the numbers, which is the best part. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more or less. That's two to six player stat projections, and then you just watch your winnings roll in. Prize picks. Used it a couple of times, probably the most fun I've had winning up to 25 times my money in this basketball season alone. You select two or more players, pick a little bit more or less on their projected stats, and then you just place the entry. It's really simple. Make your picks, submit your entry, 
takes less than 60 seconds. Quick, quick withdrawals, easy gameplay. An enormous selection of players. Stat hypes is what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Got Hawks tonight. I did a little Prize Picks with the Cubs and some hits today with some of the young guys. It's really fun. You go make your money back. It's seriously great. It, you go and you add some stuff up. You add up their hits, and then you can combine sports. You can take Connor Bedard's shots. You can take his goals, kind of add it together, make one giant pot. Go to prizepicks.com slash CHO, UCHO for the first deposit match up to $100. Again, that's prizepicks.com backslash CHO. Use code CHO, daily fantasy sports made easy. If you guys haven't heard, we're super excited to have Blue Moon uh, sponsoring our Cub Spring Training coverage here at CHGO. You can get your Blue Moon delivered and see delivery options by visiting bluemoonbeer.com slash CHGO. Make sure you celebrate responsibly out there like Cody did today. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Cody did the beer bat. If you haven't heard, the first Blue Moon beer bat chug was taken down by Cody Del Mendo in the Arizona desert today. He sucked down a good Blue Moon, a little squeeze of orange in the bottom of it. No timing because it's spring training. We didn't time the thing. And it's chill. He's just chilling in the desert right now. So that won't be the, that's not the first blue moon he had of the trip. And it's not going to be the last blue moon he has on this trip. In fact, tonight might be a blue moon night in Arizona. I'm suggesting, Cody, if you're looking for a recommendation, again, I'm telling you, the Old Town Tortilla Factory in Old Scottsdale. Good Mexican food. Good place. Me and Ryan keep getting recommended to go to Old Town in Scottsdale. So uh, go to the tortilla, old tortilla factory. Good okay. place. And Sounds then good. I'll add it to take the down list. the blue moons. Absolutely. We were debating yesterday when you were on the airplane how many of those cases of free blue moon that we had at the office you were able to fit into your carry-on item. Uh well, one might say I fit all eight. One might say I didn't bring any at all. I'll just let y'all, you know, wonder. We don't know. We don't know. Hmm. All right. I did. I did have a couple blue moons on the flight though. So maybe, maybe perhaps I snuck a few in the, in the old carry on. (laughs) I've never tried. Has anybody ever tried to bring a beer onto a plane? No, well, I mean, if, beer, I've never tried it. Like, if you, I, I'm clearly kidding because, like, TSA wouldn't allow that. Yeah, but, and it would blow up uh, in your suitcase at thirty thousand feet, probably right, get your clothes yeah. all wet. Yeah, right. But, um, you know, there's bar. Like, you can go to the bar once you get through TSA and like get a beer and take it on the plane. I believe that, like, that's allowed. I believe you can do that. I've taken food that I bought. You know. Oh yeah, that I've done. I think alcohol's fine. So. <laughs> I, I just I love Blue Moon, man. I, I all this all this yes. the, the beautiful the beautiful uh, upper little thing we have up in the corner there. It's just tempting me. I got to do Hawks tonight. We got about four or five cold ones sitting in the fridge for me later after this, so I'm excited. Yeah. Can we end up? Can we can we remove the show? I got to get to my Blue Moons. Yeah, uh, <laughs> let's wrap it up. No, Cody, what do you got planned for the whole weekend? Because now the sun's down. It's going to cool off in the desert. You're going to have to put on a flannel over the tank top tonight because it's going to get cool. I know you didn't bring a a heavy jacket. Well, this is a good segue into the super chat from Fernando who says, did anyone talk to Lisa today? And that is the one thing that I have not done. I've been on the search for Lisa. If you're on X or Twitter, whatever you call it, like there's this account from some lady named Lisa who says that she heard that Bellinger that the Cubs signed Bellinger and she came online 
to find out if if she signed or if he signed with the Cubs. And so I've been on the hunt for Lisa all day. I mean, I was, every lady I saw at the ballpark today, if they looked like the girl in the picture on that, uh, in the, on that account, I was asking, is your name Lisa? Didn't meet yeah. any Lisas today, unfortunately. But, yeah, so the the hunt continues tomorrow. Got to find the source uh, if if this is just, you know, this news just isn't is, – is just being held back, you know what I mean? So – um, yeah, I mean, the rest of the weekend, I mean, we're going, me and Ryan are going to the game tomorrow. We're going to the game Sunday. We're going to the game Monday. We're going to the game Tuesday. I mean, that's part of the plans. Um, we're going to try and find some time to go to a gym that's in the, in the, in the resort. Uh-huh. Right. I'm gonna hit, yeah. I got to hit the pool. Otherwise you know? it's the curls like this, you know, one uh, at a time. Right. One curl at a time. Right. <laughs> gotta, gotta continue to. Blue moon. I, mean, I haven't had a blue, I haven't had a blue moon in a couple hours, so I got to get another one before. Have bedtime. you checked out the pool at uh, Gila River Resort yet? No, because when we got what, okay, so when I arrived to Arizona yesterday, I took uh-huh. an Uber straight to Sloan Park because Ryan okay. was here, and it's cheaper for the Uber if I just come to Sloan Park than to get it all the way to the hotel. Mm-hmm. So then, after Ryan's done with his like video updates that we've been putting out on Twitter. <laughs> We decide to go to Whataburger, and uh, you made it there. Man. Okay, yeah, and that's where I had my dinner. And and, 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 and how was oh, it? Oh, uh, yeah, it's good. I'd eat it again, but I had like a grilled chicken sandwich. Ryan was giving oh. me all kinds of slander because I didn't have like the patty melt or just like the actual Whataburger. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't yeah, know. You gotta I do just, the patty melt. I wanted but, something light, so that's what it. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna get like one of these. I'm gonna get one of those two before the end of the weekend. It's like going to KFC and getting a pork chop. Come on. Okay. I don't need your slander. Either. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Um. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Yeah. And then after that, we went to Jesse Friedman from PHNX Diamondbacks. We went to his house, and we were there. And honestly, for three hours, we were talking. We were having Hall of Fame talk for three hours at Jesse Friedman's house. How or why, I don't know. But either way, we were Baseball there. Baseball Hall of Fame talk? Suddenly, I'm glad I'm in the snow. It was like crazy debates on who should be in the Hall of Fame, all this stuff. And it all led to us not getting back to the hotel until like <laughs> midnight. <laughs> I didn't check into the hotel until midnight. And then we had – to record the video that we put out on social media today about how what we're excited about for this game. So I honestly didn't get to bed till like 1.30 this morning. <laughs> I'm running on like four hours of sleep. Well, we'll get you some sleep at that beautiful hotel of yours. Uh, Craig says they have pork chops at KFC. Craig, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Yeah, come on, Craig, um, come on. Tracy says, where are Corey and Brendan? Corey and Brendan are off tonight because Corey's brother is getting married this weekend. And Brennan was still working and wasn't able to join us tonight. So we filled in for him. They'll be back yeah. next Friday. Don't worry, Corey and Brennan will be there with uh, Cubs related for you. And, uh, you know, if something happens with Bellinger, we got two boots on the ground. Actually, we got four boots on the ground, technically. Yeah. I was going to ask you guys, I know you've talked about it at nauseum. Just give me a quick vibe check on that. What are you thinking? Bellinger still happening or no? Yes or no? Give me a yes or no. I think uh, yes. I think it's still happening. I still think it's happening, and I think it's happening actually uh, tomorrow, the 24th. Okay. Two vibes that happen tomorrow, right? Two twenty-four twenty-four. his number. Cubs have been waiting right. for it. They've been saving it for tomorrow. He's going to come right. in, immaculate vibes. I have 
actual facts, F-A-C-T-S, Ryan told me that he saw Jed on the phone yesterday. So, Oh, well. <laughs> he was on the phone then. He was Great on the report. phone, brother. You Those know calling home or checking with someone. This is what we're paying Ryan to cover in Arizona. Watch yeah, Jed on the is. phone. That's uh, insider stuff right uh, there. Good, Jed good stuff, was Ryan. on the phone yesterday. Jesus. He also was oh, breathing. No, I, I, I can report <laughs> that Jed was breathing yesterday. Yeah. It's day 146 of Cody Bellinger's free agency, man. Like, I don't I don't have anything anymore. We wait. Yeah. But, like, let me tell you, man, like, I'll feel a lot better about this team with Bellinger than I will without him. So, I'm not saying that you got to do whatever it takes to get him, but I just – I don't understand the people who think they don't need him. I, I don't see this team having success without him. So, I'm, I've been yeah. on that hill all offseason. I ain't leaving it. If they if they don't end up getting him, you know, at this point, you know, the only pro out of it is we'll get to see some of these young guys getting a real opportunity to play, and that will be the only real thing I'm excited about this year. And, honestly, it's a shame coming off the year from last year, but knowing me, I will, you know, I'll find my own little way to enjoy it because – I am who I am. You'll put on a brave face and a you'll walk face. in the left field right. and you'll be yes. fine. Michael uh, Scott, all I can do is put on a brave a brave face, yes. Don't forget to sign up if you're out there and you're not a diehard. Sign up to be a diehard. Ryan is working on some uh, hot stuff for you right now, all the diehard articles. Make sure you follow them all weekend long. Cody will have the social media stuff running all weekend. The content machine will be churning all weekend in Arizona. And again, if something big happens with Bellinger, we will break in with it. Um, thanks to our friends at uh, Blue Moon for uh, sponsoring our spring training coverage. Good friends at Blue Moon. They hooked us up. Look at that. There's the bug right in the corner. Those are our people. Cody's going to uh, thank them five, six, maybe seven times tonight. As he tilts or back more. Blue Moon with an orange to celebrate that the Cubs are undefeated and the White Sox are winless. Have a great weekend. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast until Monday or maybe sooner. Thanks and fly the W. Like the mayor. 